Chances are you have a few wild chickens running around your neighborhood, and while they can be a nuisance, chickens are a staple of life here in Hawaii. Polynesian voyagers brought chickens to Hawaii more than 700 years ago, so chickens are as local as bananas or coconuts. But even though chickens obviously thrive here, that doesn't mean owning a chicken farm is a walk in the park. Luckily, Sharon Peterson Cheap has a lot of experience. This coming January will be 112 years. Her grandfather started Peterson's Upland Farm on a couple of acres in Wahiwa in 1910. Now, Sharon oversees the business, which has been one of Wahoo's largest egg producers for over 50 years. I was a little child and watching my grandfather and my dad and uncle and just really appreciating their hard work, their dedication, their morals. It was a part of my life, who I was. You're listening to Hawaii Grown, a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat. I'm Claire Caulfield. This year, Civil Beat is taking a hard look at why we import almost 85% of our food in Hawaii. And this podcast is here to explore solutions and ideas that could help small farmers. And today, we're looking at one of the biggest expenses for local egg, dairy, and meat producers, animal feed. We don't have the land to grow all the feed we would need for a feed mill here, so everything has to be shipped in. And that's what makes local eggs so much more expensive than eggs you would, you know, mainland eggs you would buy at the store. Uh, Doesn't it seem like everything comes back to the high cost of land here in Hawaii? And the cost of living keeps rising, and the reliance on expensive imported feed has pushed out a lot of producers. In the 1980s, there used to be more than two dozen companies selling local eggs on Oahu. Now there's just four. There is still a lot of demand for local eggs, especially for our wonderful local chefs. I mean, it definitely has gotten more expensive just because feed has gone up so much. But help could be on the way because a group of farmers, researchers, and entrepreneurs have an innovative plan to not only reduce the cost of animal feed, but to help Hawaii's native plants. We are in the goat and sheep barn. That's Nicholas Kruger. We're, you know, just wait till goat yoga, UH goat yoga <laughs> is initiated, right? That'll be your level 400 class. That'll be the 400. We're still working on the diapers. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got a lot of, got a, it's got some promise. He's yeah. showing me around the University of Hawaii's training and research farm in Hilo. They've got goats, horses, pigs, and acres of land for training future farmers. I'm an instructor of integrated crop livestock systems. Mainly I teach, but I've also got some research components. And so is one of those research components this innovative idea? Um, yes, that's one that's, that's taken off and we're starting to actually see some movement. The idea is to take an invasive plant called gorse. It is this terribly aggressive invasive plant. And grind it down into pellets to feed animals. It's super high in fiber. It's also super high in protein, right? It's pretty, it's pretty good. Gorse has beautiful flowers, but it's a thorny plant with deep roots that crowd out everything else in the area. At certain high elevations on the Big Island in Maui, the gorse forms impenetrable thickets that can cover entire acres. On Mauna Kea here, we have a 15 to 20 foot canopy 
that a mongoose could hardly get through. The idea to convert gorse into animal feed was first brought up over a decade ago, but the logistics were daunting. They'd need bulldozers to clear the gorse in high elevation. Then they needed to figure out how to stop the aggressive invasive plant from spreading. It seemed like it was just going to be too time intensive and too expensive. But then the pandemic forced everyone to reassess the status quo. Our feed stores were out for quite some time. Um, and that was kind of like a, a get real moment. Pre-pandemic, a lot of pig farmers on the Big Island had partnerships with hotels and restaurants to take their food scraps and use it to feed the pigs. When all of the restaurants right, were closed down in COVID, a lot of the folks feeding slop were just up the creek. And they were getting all those um, $50 bags of cracked corn right from Walmart. Between shortages from shipping disruptions and a growing enthusiasm for food independence and food sovereignty, suddenly there was this huge demand for local feed. And it made the Gorse Feed Project finally seem plausible. If we had a viable feed source, then it would really open up a lot of opportunity for a lot of folks. So University of Hawaii researchers, a couple government agencies, farmers, conservation workers, and a group of entrepreneurs partnered together and started removing the gorse from sensitive conservation areas. They did a lot of experimenting to see the best way to kill the seeds so the gorse wouldn't spread. They're mainly just grinding the hell out of it. <laughs> to cut down on transportation costs, those big grinders stay up on the mountain. And then trucks bring the ground gorse to a state-of-the-art mill at UH Hilo. The mill is only about a decade old, but it hadn't been getting much use. We wouldn't be having this conversation at all if there wasn't a multi-million dollar feed mill sitting right, <laughs> sitting right over there, you know. The university has been experimenting with the gorse for a couple of months now. And it can get further tweaked, right? It can get steamed, flaked, rolled, pelleted, etc., um, to where you can really fine tune. And then it's sent to the judges. We have all this material. Are the animals actually going to eat it? And that's exactly what we're fixing to find out. In a few months, the university will publish their findings. And if the animals actually like eating the gorse feed, it'll go up for sale. Processing and transportation is, is our bottleneck, guaranteed. But the cost of feed is so expensive now that it doesn't seem like it would be too difficult for that material to hit a price point. Um, it would just be a great resource, you know, if it works, right? I'm not gonna sit here and peddle something uh, if it doesn't work. With any luck, uh, we'll be moving on ahead and trying to ease up one of the biggest challenges for our livestock producers. That is our episode for today, but we do have a digital extra online. It features a very heartwarming story from Sharon Peterson Cheap. To listen and learn more about this project, visit civilbeat.org slash hawaiigrown. Hawaii Grown is a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat and funded in part by grants from the Ulupono Fund at the Hawaii Community Foundation, the Maurice La Fund at the Hawaii Community Foundation, and the Frost Family Foundation. 
to learn more about Civil Beat and our journalism, subscribe to our free morning email newsletter by texting CIVIL to 66866.